Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. Well, especially in times such as these, it's all the more important for us to consider God's many blessings unto us, to think on these things and be thankful. That's the subject and the title of today's message, which is based on Deuteronomy chapter 26 verses 1 through 11 and Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 9. And it starts out with some thoughts on Thanksgiving, that is Thanksgiving Day. Yes, it's been so busy uh, these past few weeks. I got to confess, it's kind of crept up on me this year, but here we go again. It's Thanksgiving, believe it or not. Thanksgiving, time for long journeys home, big family gatherings, well-decorated tables, groaning heavily beneath platters of turkey, stuffing and mashed potatoes, pies of every variety, and people groaning under the duress of having eaten way too much of it. It's our yearly ritual of kids watching parades in the morning, hanging out with cousins throughout the day, grown-ups watching football all afternoon, and younger family members wondering, wondering, dreaming if this will be the year at long last that they will not be relegated to the dreaded children's table. It's about laughter shared, good old stories getting told again and again, and everybody taking a deep breath as the holiday season begins in earnest. It does get busy, and it can get complicated. I know for a whole lot of families, this week there will be multiple celebrations all through the weekend in a variety of of settings. There will come a point when even the most devoted connoisseur of turkey will say, Enough already. And truly, the whole thing can be full of chaos if we allow it. But all that said, I've got to tell you that one of the things that I have always loved about Thanksgiving is that at the heart of all of that, it's actually really a pretty simple holiday. At the heart of it, it's all about family being together. It's all about bountiful blessings, the miracle of life. And above all, it is about taking time out of our daily routine to acknowledge and to rejoice in the one who has given us our life, our health, our food. The one who has provided the bounty of the harvest, who has bestowed upon us the blessings of freedom, who in all things in life and living has generously and gracefully gifted us with every perfect gift from above. So in that regard this morning, I would like to share a blessing with you. It's actually something that as near as I've been able to find out, dates back to the early 19th century. It's credited to an Englishman by the name of William Bray. Now, I am not at all sure where I first heard it, but I know I heard it a long, long time ago and it is a blessing that I have always loved and one that I have never forgotten. The blessing goes like this. May you always have vinegar in a teaspoon 
but honey in a ladle. Vinegar in a teaspoon and honey in a ladle. In other words, as we assess our many blessings this Thanksgiving Day, may it be true that the sweetness of our lives be far greater than the sour. It's a great blessing, but more than just a simple blessing, friends, it's an important prayer, don't you think? Most especially in times such as these. Because we all know that for a great many, we, we alluded to this earlier, for a great many, life holds more than its share of sorrow, struggle, and injustice. Who knows where it comes from? Maybe it's the damage done by years of poverty, of family dysfunction, and the systemic failures uh, that we can't even begin to name, much less track. Or it might be the result of, of all the internal struggles, the, the struggles that are emotional and, and physical and spiritual. The point of this is, and I'm not trying to put a damper on any of our holiday celebrations. I'm a real romantic about that. But please know that it is one thing for you and I to revel in our great abundance and celebrate our blessings, and we should. But it's quite another for us to truly understand that for so many in the midst of life's hardships, the sour taste of life's vinegar becomes overpowering indeed. Thanksgiving, it seems to me, is a time for us to be fervent in prayer that the ladles of honey are shared by those and to those who have only known the vinegar. Therein lies the good news of our scripture readings both our texts for today, friends. This great truth that God seeks to not only bless us in good times, but also and most especially seeks to bless us in the midst of our struggles. Giving us strength that we need for our daily walk of faith. Bringing us mercy and healing in those moments along the way when we are at our most despairing. Truly, because of God's faithfulness unto us, each and all of us are the recipients of limitless, graceful love in and through every experience and challenge of our lives. By God's grace, we are, after a fashion, quite literally gifted with a life and a living that is, as the saying goes in the Bible, flowing with milk and honey. That's the message, you see, that's in the heart of our text for this morning from the book of Deuteronomy that Kay shared with us. Now, let me say up front that I agree. This is not a, a, a book that we turn to a whole lot. And I'm beginning to think we should do that more because I really do love the passage that, that she shared this morning. Now, of course, as we read through it, we discover that it's all about stewardship, faithful stewardship of our resources and the giving of first fruits, uh, the first and the best of our harvest unto the Lord. And, and there's a lot of ritual described on how that is to be done, very typical of Old Testament uh, 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 history and theology. But it ends up, this passage we shared today, actually ends up as a story a retelling of an old and powerful and very sacred story about 
life and about God's many blessings. It's actually sort of a family story of God's people Israel, something that was meant to be shared again and again to each new generation. I would compare it to the stories that of our family and of our history that we want to share with our children and our grandchildren. The stories we tell them, maybe if they're not even particularly interested at first, but makes it certain that their heritage is celebrated and continued on. Well, such is this story that is told in the 26th chapter of Deuteronomy. The whole thing, the whole story is framed by the story of this wandering Aramean. A wandering Aramean who went down to Egypt and lived there as an alien, as, as a stranger in a strange land, as a slave, but then who was brought out of Egypt by God with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders, bringing him to that land flowing with milk and honey. It's the exodus. It's the, the journey of Israel. It is going to the promised land. And ultimately, it's a story about a, a, and a celebration of the great and bounteous God, the God who provides for his people. But did you notice something about that story as Kay was reading it to us? It's a story that tells how they got there. But in that story, what's remembered is the deprivation and the desolation and the suffering that came before. And, and, it, and the story is told of all those things, not because of their having suffered or having gone through those agonies per se, but rather the story gets told because of the incredible blessing and care of the Lord in bringing them safely through it all. This, friends, is honey in a ladle. And our knowledge of that honey, that is, the awareness and acknowledgement that God is indeed the source of our blessing and joy, especially in struggle, that is true thanksgiving. When we think on these things, when we are mindful, no matter what, of what God is, has done and what God is doing, this is what creates within us a gladness of heart that even in those moments that seem rife for the sour circumstances of life enables us, as Paul says to the Philippians, to rejoice in the Lord always. I'm reminded here of a Thanksgiving many, many years back when our children were very young. Like everybody else, we were rushing around in those days before Thanksgiving, trying to get things done so that we could travel home to be with family for the holiday. And it was while all of this was going on that we received a phone call from a former neighbor of ours in the town we used to live, calling us to let us know that she had just caught some people with flashlights rummaging through the dark, empty house that we used to live in and at that point was renting out and trying to sell. She told us that whoever had broken in had long since run off, but still called the police to check it out. 
And the police, when I got in touch with them, reported to us that there were no signs of forced entry because the doors had been left wide open, apparently by our now former tenants. And by the way, the officer said, did you know you have four inches of water in your basement? So we got the doors secured that night and early, early the next morning, our Thanksgiving trip postponed for the moment. I'm headed north to straighten things out, to clean up and to have a conversation with our realtor. I'm telling you this because at one point that morning, in one of the most bizarre Thanksgiving memories I'll ever recall, I am down in the cellar of that old house wearing an old pair of galoshes, pulling the plug on the drainage pipe and pushing the water down with a broom. And I am not happy about it. You know, I, you've heard me say this. I'm fond of saying this. Ministers are cursed at times if they cannot curse at times. <laughs> but let me assure you, I was skirting that boundary just a bit. And, and at the very least, I am grumbling like nobody's business. I can't believe this is happening to us. Never going to sell this stupid house. Why do we got to buy it in the first place? We're headed right down the road to financial ruin. I just know it. How could things possibly get any worse than they are right now? Now, I got to tell you, one of the side benefits of something like this is as I'm doing all this ranting, I am working up a rhythm with that broom like you wouldn't believe. But you know what? At some point in that rather inspired litany of venom, I suddenly became acutely aware that none of it was doing me or the situation any good whatsoever. Certainly wasn't making me feel any better. And perhaps really all this was, was simply my teaspoon of vinegar for that moment. So I prayed. Not a formal prayer, mind you. You know, I didn't fold my hands and bow my head. There was no liturgical language involved. I just kind of started talking. Talking to God this time rather than at God. And what I realized at that moment, that God was with me in that moment. And together, as I continued pushing water down the drain... Together, we remembered the many blessings that I had received, counting them one by one, as the old gospel hymn puts it. And I was realizing that not the least of these blessings was the assurance that this, too, would pass. Just a small moment of renewed peace in the middle of a minor storm. Certainly not the worst one I've ever faced, not even recently but one that seemed pretty unsettling at the time. Basically, looking back, it was pretty much the kind of storms that we all go through in this life from time to time. This particular storm, however, I am always going to remember. Because when I went down the cellar stairs to face that flooded basement, I was angry, fed up, feeling a tad bitter, but then as I began to think on the things in my life and my world that were true and honorable, just and pure, pleasing and commendable, as Paul's letter 
states, Once I began bringing everything to God in prayer and supplication, I discovered, much to my own surprise really, a spirit of thanksgiving beginning to take root and grow. And with that, my own spirit, not to mention my attitude, began to change. I left there that day with a gladdened heart, able to rejoice in my life rather than than to curse it. And to quote a verse from the apocryphal book of Sirach, blessing the God of all, who everywhere works great wonders, who fosters our growth from birth, and who deals with us according to his mercy. Friends, my prayer for you today is that this blessing of growth and mercy will also be yours. Yup, it's Thanksgiving once again. All the stuff that happens every year is going to happen again, and it's just the beginning. Advent begins next week. Christmas is right around the corner. All the, the busyness of the season has already begun to unfold. But like I say, my prayer for you is that whatever joys or challenges are yours as you approach the table of blessing and feasting this year's, I really hope and pray that you will come to know God's presence and love in such a way that you will think on these things and be truly thankful, rejoicing in the Lord always. Happy Thanksgiving, friends, and thanks be to God from whom all blessings flow. Amen and amen. And that's the message entitled, Think on These Things and Be Thankful. It was recorded during our November the 20th Thanksgiving Sunday service of worship at East Congregational Church in Concord, New Hampshire, where, by the way, we gather for worship every Sunday at 10 o'clock at the church on 51 Mountain Road in Concord, New Hampshire. That's just off exit 16 on I-93. We'd love to have you join us. I would love to have a chance to welcome you, and I know you'll be glad you came. And with that, we come to the close of another episode of this Love to Tell the Story podcast. Once again, I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, happy Thanksgiving, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.